If you're joining a new team or organization, it's natural to expect they are ready for you and that you will be helped to settle in and do the job. Unfortunately, about 90% of employees disagree that their organization does a great job onboarding new This employees. is the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost with Godfrey Sinkaba. Every week, we share tips and practical stories to help you master the monitoring and evaluation job and perform it to your best. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to hit that subscribe button so you're automatically updated about new episodes. And that way, you can continue to grow your m and &E career every day. It also helps to show your support to this podcast and improve its ranking on the platform. We really appreciate that effort. Now, let's get started. This is episode 17, Onboarding New Monitoring and Evaluation Staff. 10 Things to Do in the First Two Weeks. Hi. I'm Godfrey Senkava, your host, the M&E Boost. A recent paper by the renowned global analytics and advice firm, Gallup, notes that only 12% of employees agree their organization does a great job onboarding new employees. In addition, they state that employees with an exceptional onboarding experience are 2.6 times as likely to be extremely satisfied with their place of work. What Gallup asserts is not uncommon. Your current job experience may be related to how you were onboarded. If you're a hiring manager, onboarding new employees is your prime responsibility. Onboarding goes beyond orientation. Then what is orientation and how is it different from onboarding? Orienting new staff is the initial formal welcome event for the new staff to make them feel comfortable with the new organization or your team. Orientation includes introducing the staff to their new team, briefing them about the organization history, structure, policies, or culture. Secondly, you aim to introduce the new staff to their teammates, as well as highlight the key roles they perform. Thirdly, you aim to help the new staff access and get familiar with the tools they will need to do their job. This includes the laptop, computer, and any related systems like email, human resource systems, office or desk, access rights, the building, if they are going to be on site, among others. Orientation is typically led by the human resources team, but may also be done jointly with you, the hiring manager. On the other hand, onboarding goes beyond orientation to focus on knowledge, skills, and expected behaviors that the new employee needs to be successful in their new job. Orientation may be a one-off event, but onboarding lasts longer. It's a process. Onboarding may last weeks, months, or years. Onboarding may also vary based on the duration of the job, the job type, the job seniority, and whether the work is on-site, remote, or hybrid. Orienting an M&D officer may be different from orienting monitoring and evaluation manager. In fact, orienting a monitoring and evaluation officer based on a team that supports several projects may be different from orienting a monitoring and evaluation officer who is supporting a single project. Orienting a monitoring and evaluation officer who is based at the country office looks different from orienting a monitoring and evaluation officer who is going to be based in the field. Irrespective of these job iterations, there are specific must-dos in the first two weeks for every new hire.
One, develop and complete pre-onboarding checklist. The onboarding checklist outlines the tasks that you, the hiring manager, must complete before your new hire starts work. A bulk of issues may involve what you must do to set up the new staff in the organization's systems, engagement with stakeholders, and acquisition of the needed logistics and supplies. For example, Agree with the human resource team or business partner on the scope of orientation. Share your plans on the technical onboarding. Request for a computer or laptop. Discuss with the IT team. They usually set up the laptop or computer for new employees using default settings. Be sure to point them to the specific settings and software required for the new M&D staff. For example, whether the new M&D officer or specialist is expected to use the IBM SPSS statistical package for social sciences, or they will use Stata for quantitative data analysis, or they will use Vivo for qualitative data analysis, or any other package. The most important issue here is to discuss with the IT or get their advice on the implications on the RAM or memory capacity and or budget needed. In addition, on your checklist, include the different meetings you need to hold with key stakeholders, informing them about the monitoring and evaluation staff who is ready to join. Discuss the start date and the likely priority tasks. These key stakeholders may provide feedback on their preferred priorities, the tasks that your new staff will be able to do in the first one month, two months, and in the first three months, which we call a 30, 60, and 90-day plan. Also, on your checklist, include the different people who will be helping you in handling the technical aspects, if applicable. For example, if the m officer is going to support a health project, the key stakeholders here will be the health manager or the health technical officer. It could be the field project manager. You need to include them on your checklist so that you talk with them and alert them that the new staff is coming on board and they need to help you understand what the key priorities are going to be for the first three months. Lastly, depending on the organizational policy, connecting with your new M&D staff before they start. Brief them about the organization, show excitement that they are joining the organization and go through a couple of things they can expect on their day one. Secondly, scoping. As a hiring manager, identify the issues that you will be including in the onboarding plan and their intended result. You can identify the key issues from a variety of sources. One, the interview reports. The second source is the candidate's profile. Who are they and how can you help them to get into the job, understand it and hit the road? This candidate might be having experience with the health sector and your own organization is in the education sector. A candidate may have experience in Europe, but now they're working in Africa. You need to onboard them on this role. They might be leaving a junior position and taking on a senior role. They might have worked in an implementing office, but now they're joining a fundraising office. Monitoring and evaluation in all these scenarios is different. The last source of content for your technical onboarding, which is part of the scoping, are the interviews you have made with the different stakeholders in your organization. Three, develop and execute a technical onboarding plan. A technical onboarding plan will help you get organized and focus the key actions and steps that the new M&D staff must accomplish 
to gain a rich understanding of your team of their role and how to perform it and the expected results. Be sure to seek input from and discuss the plan with key stakeholders. The key stakeholders, as I mentioned earlier, are people or teams that will impact or be impacted on by the new M&D staff's work. They may include the human resource team, your supervisor, the direct reports, if any, peer position holders, for example, the new staff is an M&D specialist. His peers will include the technical specialist for health or technical specialist for education. They both report to the same manager. If this position has direct reports, please do include them. You may also include partners, among others. At minimum, the onboarding plan may be in form of a two-week timetable outlining key activities and who the new M&D staff will meet and the themes for the different discussions. This schedule can be revised or updated as needed. Number four, don't skip orientation. Just ensure it is meaningful. Probably each one of us received orientation when we started our current job. The goal is to make your new employee feel welcome, get to know the organization a bit, the team they will be on, the teams they will be working with, and how to get around as well as complete any paperwork, especially human resource related. Orientation often takes place on day one and may last one to a couple of hours and often is led by the human resources team. However, with the shift to business partnering by most organizational human resource teams, the hiring manager is increasingly taking a lead role. Number five, have clear targets and outcomes for the onboarding. What do you expect to accomplish for you, your team, and the new staff at the end of the two-week period? Here is what I often aim to accomplish with my new hires in the first two weeks. The first two weeks, I ensure that the new staff have access to human resource systems, policies, and support. For example, systems that will facilitate their benefits like salary and medicals, career development, and performance management. In the first two weeks, I aim that my new staff are set up in the official organization email. They have a laptop and all the necessary gadgets that they need. If they're working on site, I aim for them to have access to office building access card, employee photo ID, access to their office, and any other equipment. Also, I aim that the new employee has a full understanding of the organization's history and structure, nature of programming, and any basic processes that we follow as an organization. I also ensure that in the first two weeks, the new employees are familiar with my team's mandate, the structure, specific services that we provide, the business processes that we follow, including how we deliver services to their customers, as well as the current financial year work plan. And lastly, for the first two weeks, I ensure that the new employee fully understands their portfolio. Number six, as a hiring manager, have a shared understanding of the job, the roles, and expectations. Go through the job description again. Explain the job purpose and the specific roles and deliverables. Provide examples of how each role is performed in real life as applicable. For example, what does it mean to support a project baseline or evaluation survey? Is the new M&D staff expected to design the survey or he or she is expected to work with a consultant? If so, what will be their specific tasks if they are working with a consultant? 
to deliver a baseline survey. What is it that they expected to do? Also discuss the job expectations. Discuss the team expectations for the new hire's job, as well as the expectations of stakeholders. Explain if there is a difference and what strategy the team has developed and all colleagues to address these different perspectives. Number seven, confirm the new employee's portfolio. Remember, we included it among the expectations for the two weeks. Now that your new staff has a good understanding of the organization, they have a good understanding of your team, their role, the key stakeholders involved, and their expectations, it is time to discuss their actual work. If more than one project is supported by the new role, call it a portfolio. Remember, as the new employee meets different stakeholders, they will also be gathering needs for support. Your new employee should be able to draft a 30, 60, and 90-day work plan to discuss with you. It's very important that your new employee fully understands what they are supposed to do in the next one month, next three months, next 90 days. You may not task them to devote their entire year because it's only two weeks and therefore they can't really develop a one-year plan. But because you gave them the opportunity to look at your team's work plan, they can be able to identify the specific tasks that they will be doing which relate to their job and which relate to the stakeholders' needs and priorities. This is more meaningful if they develop a 90-day plan to focus their abilities, to also focus their expectations. If there is already a plan in place that was developed by their predecessor, please discuss it and let your new employee adjust it according to the new needs. Number eight, formalize performance expectations. By the end of the two weeks, you and the new employee should be clear on the expected performance and how it will be measured. Be sure to align your organization's performance management processes and tools with everything that you'll be discussing with the new employee. What makes setting performance expectations for M&D staff tricky is the likelihood for you or the new employee or both of you to be lost in the realm of project measurement. Just because you are used to setting project objectives and indicators during project design and measuring success using indicators does not necessarily mean that you or the new employee or both of you will set good performance goals. Be careful not to stress and stretch the staff performance goals than is necessary. What is most important is for the new employee to have a clear understanding of their roles and what they are going to do at least in the next 90 days. Discuss what will be accomplished by doing those activities. What are the key themes or big bucket activities that are clearly distinguishable. To the extent results of these activities can be achieved within the organization performance period, frame the likely achievements into distinct performance objectives. Depending on your organization performance guidance, you may need to help the new staff agree on what meets the performance expectations for the goals they set. For example, for each goal, be clear on what will be graded as exceeding expectations on that performance goal, or what you will grade as significantly exceeding performance expectations. For example, if the performance goal is to strengthen the project's monitoring and evaluation system, at minimum, what do you expect the new staff to accomplish? 
For instance, do you expect them to conduct a data quality assessment or a monitoring and evaluation assessment to identify strengths, gaps, and opportunities for improvement? To exceed performance expectations might be conducting the data quality assessment, which in this case is basic or meets expectations. Now, they not only do that, but they go ahead and develop tools or they draft data quality process flows to improve the quality of evidence generated by the project. Remember, these performance goals and the measurement rubric should be agreed upon by you and the new employee before you use them for grading their performance. Number nine, discuss and agree on a professional development plan with a new employee. Career advancement is one of the key reasons why people seek new opportunities. Your new M&D staff is not any different. It is your responsibility as a supervisor or manager to help your new employee to systematically learn and develop and perform their job to the greatest level possible. How you help them will depend on several factors, including the nature of the job, the work environment, organization, budget available, among others. Irrespective, there are cheaper ways to help new M&D staff to systematically grow in any job. Personally, I often use the 70-20-10 learning model produced by the 70-20-10 Institute to discuss and guide my staff on learning and development. According to the 70-20-10 learning model, 70% of what we learn comes from experience, experiment and reflection. The new M&D staff can review the job description and their understanding of the job roles to date to identify the specific tasks that they want to do better or gain more skills. 20% of what we learn comes from working with others. As the new staff meets stakeholders, they could be identifying who they will need to work with on specific assignments. As they meet your team members, as they meet their peers, they could also identify joint projects that relate to their role or that will benefit their own role. It could also be that the new staff will need mentorship. It could also be that the new staff will be needing coaching or mentoring. If so, they can identify this as part of their professional development plan. Furthermore, 10% of what we learn comes from formal interventions and planned learning solutions. This may include training, reading books, attending conferences, joining professional associations, among several. So help guide your new employee to develop a professional development plan that is well balanced. Definitely, it's a lot to ask a new staff to produce a professional development plan in the first two weeks. However, introducing the topic and requesting them to reflect and develop a working draft is a good step. It shows that you or the team or the organization take their learning seriously. It also helps you as a hiring manager to level expectations about the new staff's career development expectations. Remember to treat the professional development plan as a living document. Lastly, 10. Be available to answer questions and concerns from the candidate. It's natural to be nervous when you get to a new place. Yet knowing that there is a person you can go to and ask questions is motivating. Even if you have carefully developed a comprehensive onboarding plan for your new hire, 
And even if you execute it according to plan, there could be a couple of questions or concerns that your new staff may have. The new questions or concerns may relate to technical issues. These may arise from their meetings with the different stakeholders or as part of their own reading and research. Or the question might be emerging from the job-related materials that you shared with them. Or they could be personal reflections. The new staff may have issues that may be administrative in nature. For example, where to print from, how to request travel advance, or purchase stationery, or how to purchase an office chair if the new staff is working remotely. You don't have to be the one to answer all the questions. Just be available to help your new hire get the best possible answers from you or from any other team or officer responsible. In conclusion, every new monitoring and evaluation employee will appreciate a great welcome. If day one is handled well, the new employee will be left with a good impression about you, your team, or the organization. However, this new employee needs more than a good welcome for them to feel confident about the job and how to perform it. You can do a good job onboarding your new M&D employee or any other employee in the first two weeks by doing the following. 1. Develop and or complete a pre-onboarding checklist to guide all your actions. 2. Complete a thorough scope of issues to address during your onboarding process. 3. Develop and execute a technical onboarding plan. 4. Don't skip orientation for the new hire. Just ensure it is meaningful. 5. Have clear targets and outcomes to guide your onboarding. 6. Have a shared understanding of the job, the roles and expectations. 7. Confirm the new employee's portfolio. 8. Formalize performance goals and expectations. 9. Discuss and agree on a professional development plan. And lastly, 10. Be available to answer questions and concerns from the new employee. Some of these actions may be modified depending on your organization or work environment. Certainly, if implemented, we can have more employees who agree that the organization does a good job onboarding new employees and hence improve their job experience. Yet onboarding new staff is often a challenging exercise. This is why I'm here to help. If you need coaching, let me know. If you have new staff recruited to perform monitoring and evaluation roles, I'm here to help. I'm here to help you craft a systematic and context-friendly technical onboarding plan. You can contact me via email at info at mandeboost.com or via LinkedIn. Together, we can boost every new monitoring and evaluation staff job experience through a well-planned technical onboarding process. That's it for today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost with Godfrey Senkaba. Please let us know your comments or any topics you would like to hear. And please check out our website, www.mandeboost.com. If you have comments about this episode or experiences you would like to share regarding the ideas discussed in this podcast, please let us know. Again, please visit our website to share. That's www.mandeboost.com. Thank you.